Hi, everybody. It's actually Shavuato for me and Jeremy, my guest tonight. Shavuato. Uh, we are sitting in my study. We've been on a brief hiatus. I think after our last episode, Jeremy, I'm not sure if you listened to it. It was about the craziest hour of conversation I ever had. Um, <laughs> Um, this is like much more calm for me. Danielle Renoff was on our last episode. She's a food blogger. I guess if I had to describe her, she's obsessed with her carrot dip, but her social reach is so huge that people, I actually come from, I had someone last week from Guatemala who came from Guatemala to get my carrot puree because she heard Danielle Renoff talk about it. Um, yeah, so that was totally hilarious. Well, do you think we're going to get people from all around the world listening to this one? No. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, I put this one at, like, me, you, Rocky, your wife, because she loves you. Maybe your son, Akiva, because he, I mean, loves both of us. But Akiva, your son, was my first actual, I think he was my first personal choice hire when we moved to the new bakery from the old bakery. Nice. Um, And David will listen, because David is cute. Like, he gets emotional about these things. It's really... (laughs) I think he likes when I, like, talk about it in a way that doesn't have, like... Like, all of our emotional baggage that, like, we've thrown into the bakery. Like, when I just talk about it, it's like, oh, yeah, it does sound like a nice place. I'd go there. Um, So we're back after a two, maybe three-week hiatus. um, And we're thrilled that everyone is here. I will say that this week's podcast is sponsored by our Mishloch Manot. Sometimes I toss it out there. Like, either I make people pay me money and they can sponsor the podcast, which is great for me. Um, or I just sponsor it like for us because Yourself, yes, yeah. why not? Yeah. Um, Perm is coming up. We just launched all of our Mishloch Manot baskets. Cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So usually it's like people in America who love people here or people here who love us. That's really the cross section that we get. But you can check out and order the uh, Mishloch Manot off of our website, patbamelach.com. And then there's like a cute little Perm icon with a little exclamation point, and you can click it, and you can um, order Mishloch out there. It's pretty cool, right? It's awesome. It is. You actually, you know, this has literally not one thing to do with this podcast, but you were the first family to emotionally approach Mishloch in a very healthy way. Do you remember that? I'm not sure I do. (laughs) Okay, so... I mean, you've got a lot of kids. Yes. Yes. Um, and when the boys were all little, I think at a certain point, Rocky was like, we're not sending out tons of Mishloch to everyone yes. that are super fancy. All boys buy candy, give it to your friends, and then we're like moving on. You know, like your good friends can get like soup or I don't remember. You always yes. would send like yes. one nice yes. thing. Yeah, we have a little thing going on. Yes. Yeah. But the boys would always be like, here's candy. And all of us sort of looked over there. We're like, we want to do what they're doing because oh, cool. you were smart oh, about it. I had it. no idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You uh, launched into, you hit on something smart. Fantastic. Yeah. So I guess it is sort of tied in, Purim oh, and maybe perfect. light entrepreneurial life. Oh, that's now, awesome. Did you notice, by the way, the name of this is Garage Band? The name of the, oh, how appropriate you, oh, is that yes. for this You know what? That's true. I would not have thought about it for one second. Yeah, like, no, never. it's the first thing I saw when I walked oh. in here, I was like, GarageBand, that's like an awesome name for some software. <laughs> that is awesome name for software. Do you know that I'm very unhealthily attached to my my laptop? It's with me, I mean, like, I don't know, 24 hours a day. Mm. And when everybody tells me, like, you're stressed, you need to, like, de- de- like con- disconnect from all these things, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> so this goes with me everywhere. GarageBand just seems like it's part of my life forever. But, yes, you're here to talk about bands. I am. Meaning in yeah. real life, you have nothing to do with our bakery. You're, like, a nice guy. You come for our coffee. I love your coffee, um, and I love the smell of the bakery, and I love the food of the bakery. I do. It's great. awesome. Yeah. I mean, all those things are great, but I meaning I don't think we'd get like through a 30-minute podcast off of the coffee. No, we wouldn't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, like, you, you really had this idea, and you ran with it. First of all, what do you do in life? Because it's not connected. Yeah. 
I have a very difficult time answering that question. My wife and kids still do not know the answer. I to remember because I remember your oldest, all of your kids. I mean, you have six boys. Yes. All of them have been bar mitzvahed. We're done. I've yes. gone to six bar mitzvahs, a whole bunch of those brises. And I remember the first bar mitzvah, Ozzy Brody, the oldest, Mazel Tov on his engagement, thank by you, the way. Thank you. Um, I remember Ozzy saying, "Look, Dad, we don't know what you do, but thanks for doing it." And that <laughs> was really that encapsulated everything. So yeah. I guess, like Rocky, if you're listening now, and Brody Boyce, this is what Jeremy does. Yeah. So I work for a pharmaceutical research company, and I'm their chief strategy officer. Yeah, you, so, I think you have a great pitch. That was very short. That's it, right? Yeah, you don't need to explain. I mean, you could explain no, more, no, no, but that's then, it, right? No, there. you did great. Yeah, thank um, you. So we don't need pharmaceuticals in our bakery. I mean, maybe we do, well, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say a year, maybe a year and a half into the bakery, you had approached us with this idea. So now, give us that idea. I love live music. It's a passion of mine, and actually it started from my son, Aiden, who was at summer camp, and he came back from summer camp and said, oh, I met this girl, and she goes to live music with her dad all the time, and why can't we do that? So, right? Yeah, you that's know, kind of nice. That's a totally reasonable question, right? And so... With light guilt. Like, it's a reasonable, like, yeah. a great idea <laughs> with, like, I don't know, someone someone else is parenting their kid a little better than you yeah. are. <laughs> you know, that's a fair point, actually. And it's not that I didn't always love live music. I did. It's just, it's in Yerushalayim, you know, and we live here. And so I said to Aiden, okay, fine, like, we'll go into, into Yerushalayim, into Jerusalem, and go ahead and listen to live music. But then one day it occurred to me, like, like, why couldn't we do that out here? Why couldn't we do that here in the Gush? And then just the question was, you know, where? And my wife, Rocky, had the great idea and said, oh, you got to go talk to David Devaro. And you were really into the idea. In fact, I, had, I think uh, you had yes, thought about it. I had it always been into the idea, but I've been into it, like, for a couple of, like, like ridiculous reasons. So <laughs> I'm so glad to be um, on the final seasons of Beverly Hills 90210. It's okay to acknowledge. Yeah. Meaning the first round, I think there were two rounds, but the final seasons of Beverly Hills 90210, the show was tanking. Nobody cared about it anymore because who cared? I mean, nobody cared about it to begin with, but they had, I'm so sorry if somebody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but meaning nobody, like it, it was going down, but they, they had this restaurant called the peach pit. Oh, and that. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, and course, the Peach yeah. Pit was um like it feels like the Archie Andrews comics, like yes. whatever the soda shop was yes, there. Yes. So it felt like that. And the Peach Pit still had enough sway. And it was like the demographic where like teenagers were still watching it. So all these amazing bands actually appeared on the show oh, wow, um, cool. to perform at the Peach Pit. So these poor bands that are like launching some of them, their illustrious careers and some I assume were terrible, but they would appear there. And I, I, I loved that idea. And I've watched the Today Show for maybe 20 years now. And they have a summer music series like uh -huh. in the city. Uh -huh. And I loved the idea of like, first of all, I've always loved this idea of... Um, having your own environment and then creating what you want in that environment. So we yeah. created this bakery environment, but it felt like, oh, I have this platform for it. I would love to do it. And as much as you love live music, like, I don't want to say I don't care. Like, I was a concert goer at some point in my life, and still now I'll go to, like, a great concert. But I was never, like, I, I would... I'd want to pretend that I'm like an indie band goer. Like I'd like to be the person that'd be like, oh, I heard this great indie band and I'm, I'm not. But when you sort of approached me, I don't even remember that it was Rocky's idea. So that's nice that you gave her credit because mm. I've given you credit this whole time. Mm, mm, mm. But um, when you approached me with it, it had already been in my head and we were just, we were so overwhelmed with everything in the bakery. We were treading water with everything. Like it just felt like there weren't enough hours in the day. I, I had no idea where to start. I didn't even know the names of any bands. Even to this day, you'll mention a band. I'm like, I don't know 
know what you're talking about. Like, I've never heard of that person. Um, but you drove it forward. Yeah, no, I mean, okay. But as much as you were interested in it, Dave, not so much, to oh, be honest. You oh, know, my like, gosh. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, you were very receptive to it. You were really, like, into it. And Dave was like, I, I don't really like live music. And, and moreover, like, why would someone want to sit in one location for even, like, an hour and a half at any point in time in their lives? So everything you're saying is totally true. But I would say, like, even more than that, he was like, look, I'm averaging, like, four hours of sleep a That's night. True. That's a fair And point. I can't add another thing. But if I were to add another thing, it would never be this. <laughs> I remember the first band, maybe it was Avi Gans or maybe it was the Portnoy Brothers. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. I remember him turning to me in the middle of the evening saying, it looks like people are having a good time, <laughs> but if I didn't own this place, I would never be at this. Okay. And so... <laughs> well, but, and, 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 you know, he's not at all the concerts, right? I mean... No, we let yeah. him go to the back. Exactly. Like, or he'll come, yeah. but I will find, here's an amazing thing about him, and this is why he likes listening to these podcasts, because I'm so generous and nice about him here, but um, I'll often find him, like, schmoozing with the band. Like, what interests him is, like, the one-on-one uh, human discussion. Uh-huh. Like, he doesn't need to be part of the crowd. He doesn't need to feel part of that vibe, which I think you love, and I also have grown to love. Yeah. But he likes, at some point, I remember Yonina performed. Yeah, yeah. So Yonina are... Nina and Yoni Tokayer, they're yeah. completely adorable. We'll yeah. talk about them a bit more. But before they performed, uh, we fed them dinner. And okay. the crowd was, like, coming in, and it was sort of, like, getting busy. So I said, why don't you just go sit in the back office? Because it's quieter there. You guys can hang out there. And so, you know, the, what time do we start? 8.30 at night? Yeah. So it's, like, 8.30, 8.40, 8.45. And finally, where the hell are they? And I go to the back, and Dave's just schmoozing with them. And I'm like, uh, Dave, like, they're, they're here to perform a concert. <laughs> and Dave, like, to this day, he's like, whenever we talk about it, he's like, oh, yeah, those are nice. They're nice. <laughs> those I like nice them. Yeah, yeah, so, uh-huh. like, you know, like, he's happy to have the schmooze. The rest of it feels like it's too late well, at night. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I remember one time, um, I don't remember who was performing, and I took a picture of the two of you, and that you were both sitting at the counter, and you were just, had these incredible smiles on your face, you were right next to each other, and you were just looking out at the band, and at the, you know, at, at all the concert goers, and so forth like that, and it was such a beautiful moment. And I do think at that very moment, Dave was enjoying himself. Look, Dave, first of all, I remember the picture very well. I'm actually even throwing, scrolling through Instagram now because I think it's one of the pictures we posted up there that got, like, tons of likes oh, and really? tons so, of comments. Okay. Yeah, you were responsible for that picture. But, um, no, I think the idea of, like, David loves music. He certainly loves, like, Hebrew music more than sure, I do. Sure, sure. And so there are a couple of bands that have been, like – a little more like starky mm. that he's been like, Oh yeah, that's like, that speaks to me. <laughs> like he's really enjoyed that. So it's true. There are parts. And and I really, I remember that moment. I've had it not meaning I've liked all the bands that have come and we'll talk about the bands in a minute, but one or two have like just dug in and you're like, you're so open to it. And they're so open to the crowd. And there have been some like goosebumpy moments I sure, felt sure. Um, through them. The yeah, most absolutely. recent one for sure was, when was that concert? Two weeks ago? Two weeks one ago, week yeah. ago? Yeah. A week ago. A week and a half. Nuriel came. You know what? The awesome. truth of the matter is also awesome. in all of my show notes, like on papamalek.com, the podcasts are there and I have show notes. So I link to all sorts of things. So I'll link to the band so you can listen to some of the things they've done. Phenomenal. Right, and I don't think we expected it to be Not phenomenal. Meaning they were certainly the, I would say they're the youngest band. I guess Yonina is young. Oh, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. young and like they don't have the same 
name as some of the other bands and they didn't we were nervous they wouldn't have the same draw and they came and they just blew it out of the water it was brilliant blew it brilliant out of the water concert, really i was i was moved by the whole thing I, it was a phenomenal concert and actually avi gans was the one who originally recommended that we bring them in and he told me that they were great and you know they, they have a couple of fantastic videos which you were referring to online uh but they were live they were just incredible yeah i mean also like i think that there's something like when you're a bit older or when you're like in an entrepreneurial life that like when kids are starting out like i feel like oh these kids are starting out go for you like you guys are going to be great and i'm so excited that we can say oh yeah we had them we were their 60th live performance they're very excited about that so like we were their 60th live performance and like you listen to them you're like oh you guys are going to be huge meaning i was so excited about that but they weren't meaning so you you convinced us that this was something that we were interested in doing, which didn't take a lot of convincing for me and Dave. I sort of like. No, he was totally on for the ride. He yeah, was. he was. Yeah. Meaning, I think that a lot of everything that Dave and I do, there's this sort of like along for the rideness. Like mm. me not working in my career anymore and being in the bakery is like, yeah, I'm along for the ride. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll be along for the ride. Yeah, but look, the truth is, like, I mean, I think back. Dave and I used to have a chavruta together, right? We used to learn together, right? right? Years ago. And during those conversations, there was very, very little learning going on. It was mostly conversations about life, and in particular, his career. Because at First the of all, time, that's he was also, a That's also, I mean, the best chavruta is that. Oh, for sure. Yes. No, no, no question. And, and it was some of my favorite times. Sorry, Torah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, life, Torah, it all yeah, goes together, it's all together. right? Um, but that was when Dave was, you know, debating about whether or not he wanted to continue in Chinuch or whether or not he wanted to go off and try something different. He had all of his workshops that were sort of beginning. And yeah. we had lots of conversations around, you know, sort of making sort of a major move. And so when I sort of think back to those days and sort of the progression from that to then, you know, sort of leaving and then doing, you know, workshops on a more regular basis to opening up the you know, bakery itself, to then moving locations, you know, or adding on another location, I should say, to a frat, which also includes a cafe. And in the midst of all that, for you guys to go ahead and take on sort of this obsession that I had with live music, like, I'm so thankful for it, number one. And number two, like, I mean, cool, come out to you guys. Like, that's phenomenal that you guys, like... That's just a crazy trajectory over the past few years. It's the insane. whole thing, meaning the truth is that we, we very rarely sit back and talk about the trajectory without like being nervous. Like, what's our next step? Should we follow this route? Should we follow that route? So it's very hard for, for both of us to sort of say, hey, look what we just did in the past three and a half years because we feel like we're still in the eye of the storm. But yeah, there are these moments and the moments often come like during um, during these music nights where you can sort of step out of it for a second and be like, oh my gosh, like there are a hundred people sitting here there's this band performing and my chef and my kitchen staff are bringing out this great food and the room is filled with people some of them we know and some of them we don't know being entertained and like it feels like oh wow like this is just a great moment it's an incredible accomplishment and you guys the role that you play in the community and 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 i really look at this as i mean look it's a lot of fun we have a great time and stuff like that but to be able to bring sort of nightlife you know, to the gush and to be able to give people an opportunity to go out and do some great things and have fun. Just awesome. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that became like, I don't know that we were expecting to be like proud of the gush in ways that we became very proud of the gush, like sure. to be proud of the landscape of the gush. When we opened, it was sort of like, oh, this is what we're going to do. This is our business. And then slowly um, we just sort of were like, I don't know. They're like, oh, you know, like there's something to do. And now like, 
initially I would say there were like you couldn't fill a full day in the gush as a tourist. And sure. now tourists are coming and they're building these full vibrant days. They're going to Deerland, they're ATVing, they're coming to our workshop, they're going to there was a woodworking workshop. I mean there's so a caliber three, there are just so many things around here to do and like fifteen different places to eat right. that it felt like we sort of jumped on in a very exciting time. Right, no, definitely. Definitely. Okay, yeah. our first yeah. our, our first was Avi Gans. Right, correct. So we brought Avi for two reasons, at least in my mind. Yes. I think we brought Avi because we knew him and we knew he'd say yes to us. <laughs> that is certainly true. <laughs> that is definitely true. Um, and we weren't sure that anybody else would say yes to us. That is true also. Um, and also he had just finished on The Voice. He had been correct. on The Voice Israel and he had done, I think you did well, Avi. Did Avi he do did well? Very well. Yeah, he yeah, did very well. He did very well. And he's a good show, meaning he's yeah. entertaining. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. And we figured... Even for those first few concerts, I think we forced our friends to come. We you did, and I indeed. would have this conversation often, we did, we did. where I would say, "You can't make our friends come because we actually share a whole a whole group of friends." We do indeed. We can't. You can't make our friends come simply because we're doing something and they must come. Right. But and we still. I, but we still made them yeah, come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, you know, um, even though now it's less necessary, I nonetheless, you know, um, you know, bug them all the time about coming. And actually, to their credit. They've held steady and not come. Yes, no, that's so. true. <laughs> I would say, look, I mean, I'm fine. So Rocky is along for the ride, but she's also a huge music no, person. She she's music. a huge yeah, yeah, music yeah, person. Yeah. But we'll have like the Povishams. Like at some point, I remember George, who also now works for us in one of our locations. So George is a great friend of ours. Like yes. she's like, I just can't come and not talk for yes. two hours. Like she couldn't do it. Um, but no, we would fill the room often with our friends. And then every once in a while, I would remember counting the room and being like, I don't know that person. Maybe right. that's like a new person, or right. I don't know that person, and sort of like figuring out the nuance of how to sort of get the right people in the room. Well, one of the ideas behind it was to sort of attract a new audience to the bakery, you know, in and of itself, right? I mean, you were you were sort of hoping that indeed that there would be you know a new crowd that would be coming in. So I mean, and I feel like I feel like that's been accomplished. You know, it, it depends has on which been band accomplished. Least, it does depend on which band. Although I will say, like, let's say someone like Nuriel, who didn't sell out. They were our first band that we really, really struggled with yeah. to sell tickets out because they weren't as well known. But every person that walked out of that room was like, "What just happened?" That was like a transcendental, yeah. transcendent experience, yeah. um, which was great. And yes, I would say also I do love the fact that there are like people who will come to a concert, but not necessarily buy from the bakery. Like, I feel like I can serve different people in different roles. Also, another thing, when we started with Avi, and actually, I guess the first year, the concerts were all in our first bakery. Yes. And when I look back on that, I think, what, like, there's such an arrogance that we had that we thought <laughs> that people would want to squish into yeah, this space, yeah, meaning yeah. we could basically fit 55 people. Yeah, max. And yeah. we didn't have a kitchen, meaning we were serving bread and beer. Like, we were right. trying to, like, be as creative with, like, we served focaccia, soup, and beer. Right. And that was it. And people were like, could you make more food? And we're like, no, legit, we can't. Like, <laughs> that's what we got here. Like, we've got like two ovens and like a hot plate. Yeah, but do you remember all the discussions we had around the beer? I mean, there was just, you know, we were deciding what type of beer. I really wanted to make sure we had an IPA there. We didn't have an IPA <laughs> the first time around. That was a big debate about which brand we were going to be using. Yeah, I do beer, remember that. Whether or not we were going to have beer at all and whether or not you guys could serve beer in the location. So we do remember? get nervous about that. Dear policemen, if you're listening, I mean, maybe t turn off for a minute. But like, we get very nervous because there are certain things that are so over legislated in Israel that are like crazy. Mm. Like, you can only serve salads if they're like hermetically sealed sealed oh, when you sell them. them. We don't do that. No. Um, 
<laughs> so like there are always these things and you always hear about like you need a liquor license so we're like okay we need a liquor so we literally called the police numerous times to be like what do we need to sell beer at an event and they're like you're fine and we're, like, oh, we're like no 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 but really what do we need and they're like no no you're fine and I would make our own wine scene when he started working with us I don't even he might have it like on speed dial because we're so nervous about it but apparently until this point we're fine we'll wait and see what happens after we <laughs> after launch the podcast, podcast. Yeah. Um, but also we switched over meaning I think we started with gems and we yes. had gems for a while yes. we do a little bit now but now who do we use busters, uh, busters. maybe well no busters is for the hard uh oh it is yeah, only for the hard lemonade i think yeah that's possible yeah i'm not sure i even remember i don't remember the name of the brand well part of it is we like meaning the whole artisan thing like i like using people who are also just starting out sure. just like trying and that are good meaning i wouldn't serve like bad things but um i like the idea of like oh you're you're new i've been there like let's you know come on in um yeah i forgot that part also that's not the only alcohol served you started from the first <laughs> Did you, did you even write it down in your I notes? Because I figured I that's not. for sure no, you no, don't I didn't put it in there. Um, that's funny, though. From the first night, uh, you would come a half an hour, an hour before the show with bourbon. Yes. But bourbon is, well, it's important, especially <laughs> to give it to the band. Because a band that has had, you know, a glass or two of bourbon plays significantly they're better. They're ready to go. Yeah, they're ready to go. and. You know, it just flows a little bit better. So I'm like the rare Canadian that I don't drink a lot. So the bourbon doesn't speak to me. But I would watch when you came in and I would actually calm down a little bit. And I'd be like, Jeremy's going to liquor everyone up. And it's just going to go <laughs> all that better. Um, and to this day, meaning. Yeah, I know. It's, it's an important ritual. I mean, you cannot. We cannot have. Although I've missed a couple. So when I missed a couple of the concerts. Yeah, they probably like, sucked. Meaning. Uh, well, there was no. No, no the truth no, is like. No, we do. We, yes. I yeah, know, maybe I she did, be. but we do ply the band, meaning like we're serving them whatever they want yes, throughout. Yes, so yes. I think that they can get their liquor on, but some of them will be like, you know, like there's tons of water going or coffee or whatever it is. But I guess we, so let's go back. We ran our first series in the small bakery. Right. We could fit 50 to 55 people. Right. The wait staff, we couldn't even get through. At some point we were like, <laughs> do you remember this? Just WhatsApp us your order. <laughs> like, we're like, we can't get to your table in the middle of a concert. Just, if you just send me a WhatsApp, so I would send out these like broadcast groups. I thought it was an innovative idea. I really did. I thought it was cool. It didn't, I don't think it sold so much food. Like, no, definitely now when yeah. I have like my cute wait staff like walking through, right. like you're selling more. much more. But right. also now I have a kitchen, so there's more to sell. Right. Like That's true. after you've eaten your pretzel, like you're not like, can I have four pretzels? You're right. like, I'm done. Right. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. Look, we for sure lost money the first round. There's no question that we lost money. Uh, definitely, and and I have to tell you that was like one of my great struggles, uh, uh, honestly, because as much as you know. I put some effort, you know, into this thing. And I wasn't putting any of my money into it, you know. And so watching you guys. <laughs> you have for cash now, and, here. And, Well, could be. <laughs> but thinking, I mean, I, it was, it's always, even today, even with, you know, the room filling up and food being sold, one of the main concerns on my mind is whether or not, you know, you guys are making even just a little bit. So it's funny because, like, for certain things, it doesn't matter. Meaning, obviously, you want to make money, and obviously, you don't want to put in time and effort and, like, come up short. But the reality is, it gives you something else. Meaning, sure. it puts you on the map. This is how I felt, at least at the start. Yes. Meaning, those first few concerts, it puts you on the map. It makes you relevant. First of all, in a music scene, like now, you and I get phone calls from bands yes. who want to perform. Right. Whereas before, we're, like, banging down doors trying to explain, <laughs> like, where we're located and what we do. And now we get phone calls for people that want to perform. Sure. So it really put us on a map. And another thing that it did really nicely, and that's also credit to you, is that bands like performing by us because we're nice people. And that, to me, felt great. Meaning the fact that, like, 
I mean, so much of our business, we work very hard at being nice people. I mean, I think in general, we're nice, but I think in business, there's like this idea of like, you've got to get very strict or you've got to count the pennies or you've got to, it's very important for us to be nice. And the fact that like all of the bands that have played for us, I think have actually called us to be like, so can we come back now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's been like this great feeling of like, oh, so for the, for the first round for us to lose money to sort of like get our feet wet and figure it out was fine by me. And then we sort of moved over to Efrat, which had a full kitchen and had a full staff and it had room for a hundred people. And then it really took off for us. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was completely different, you know, feel it, it was, you know, it, it felt, uh, like almost like a real, you know, cafe with a concert hall type of thing going on. And I don't know, like, like you described, you know, sort of with the Beverly Hills 90210, <laughs> you know, type of vibe. The peach you know, pit. I've the created peach the, peach yeah, the peach pit. Woo! So success there. And, and look, I mean, you're right. The bands have had a great time. They've all given us feedback saying that they want to come back again. And as important or more important, like, I think the people who go to the concert, you know, so many of them have come up to me and said just, like, what a wonderful time they had. And that's awesome. You know, that's also, it's, it's a little bit age indiscriminate. Like, I'll have, oh, like, true. Gush Boys come for, like, a concert of a band that they've heard of. And we'll have, like, grandparents bringing their grandkids. Like, there's this really nice vibe of it's not just Devorah and Jeremy's friends who were like, um, could you please come right now? Um, so that feels like a, a different marker of success. And it feels like we've um, we've hit it. Yeah. So on the grandparent note, though, one of the <laughs> most difficult moments that I've had in this entire experience, I don't remember what band was playing. It, oh, I do actually. It was Shilo Nation. So Shilo Nation, which is a local Efrat band, was playing. And, you know, they drew a, a big crowd because, you know, they're so popular on a local basis in Efrat, which is where, of course, the cafe is located. And... Um, and we had sold out, and there was literally not a seat in the place. And forget about a seat, it just was crowded. Yeah, you it know? was crowded. It was very crowded. <laughs> so this older couple, oh, I'm I saying about that. mid-80s, okay, is like struggling up the stairs, you know, to get mm-hmm. into the bakery. <laughs> and they come in the door, and they're like, we're here for the concert. And I said, oh, what's your name? That's so wonderful. And they told me their name, whatever it was. And I was like... Oh my God, like, you know, they're not on the list. And I walked over to you and said, Dora, there's a couple at the door. And I didn't tell you that they were like in their mid 80s. Okay. So I'm not making you out, you know. But anyway, he was like, Jeremy, listen, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to tell them that they can't come. And because there's literally no place to sit anymore. You were mean to old people. (laughs) So I had to go back. I made you be mean to old people. And I had to kick out these people, like in their mid 80s, who had just struggled up the stairs. And it was one of, like, the lows, you know, for me. However, like, they were so generous, you know, and they were like, I know, we were so stupid, we should have bought tickets ahead of time and stuff like that. And in retrospect, like, I should have put them on my shoulders and they could have sat there, you know, type of thing. Sure, but, that's... But, <laughs> but, I mean, but but it does, however, you know... Look, also, there is something to that, meaning the way that we sell our tickets is through social media. And exactly. you need to be a certain demographic exactly. to be hit up. So very often I'll have, like let's say in their 60s, people saying like, I've never, I, how come I don't know about? And I'll be like, oh, when I boosted the ad campaign on Facebook, you must have missed it. And I'm like saying words that don't mean anything. Right. So now we try to hit it from all angles. Right. But yes, we have turned people away. I've had people sneak in the back. Oh, I remember that. Even remember in that? the first location. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the oh, first yeah. location, it's not, there's nowhere to hide. Like, I don't know <laughs> what, you're, what you're thinking. There looks like room for eight people. I'm not sure what you're no, doing. No, re- we had actually, we had a friend from a frat who said uh, the show was sold out. And he said to me, he goes, Jeremy, he goes, I've been to concerts 
all around the world. He goes, I've been to probably more than a thousand concerts wow. in my life. Many of them I've snuck into. Do you think I'm not going to be able to sneak into Papa Mella? This is what he says to me <laughs> when I tell him, <laughs> you know, tickets available. So I was like, okay, why don't you just like bring a chair and come with you know, <laughs> uh, The truth is that one of my favorite concerts was a concert that I snuck into. It was like one of the like worst things. Like I am such a goody two-shoes. Like there isn't like a long list of like hilarious stories attached to me that involve anything <laughs> illegal. But it was a Bare Naked Ladies concert. Wow. They're a Canadian band. They were wow. playing at the Beacon Theater oh. in the Upper West Side. And we couldn't afford the tickets. So my friend and I, Zahava Burger... You could listen, Z. Um, we were we went out that night anyway, and as we happened to be walking by the beacon, people were walking out, and we're like, "Huh, I could just." And we walked in. It was a fabulous concert. Wow, good for great. you. Yeah, I know. Just you. a meaning. But we're, now we're not a whole different image of you. Oh, you know, like. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm very excited to have a whole new image of me. That also feels a little badass. I'll yeah. take it. Well, okay, on that note, at one point, I remember I, I, it might have been a post on Facebook or a comment that you made to me, but it was like, part of this whole thing is being, you know, elevating your coolness level. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dave and I always talk about it because like when we started Sourdough Bakery, like it just happened to have been trendy. Like we hit trendy and we're like the least, like we don't care. We're the least likely to be trendy. And all of a sudden we're like in this very trendy world and we're like, what's happening? And so the bands also, the bands are like, they just have a vibe. Maybe they're not all cool, but at least they have this vibe. They're definitely not all cool. I mean, we've had like (laughs) all different levels of, you know, sort of coolness. Um, And then some that are just unbelievably cool, but uh, no, look, I think we've had a great variety, you know, sort of of bands, all different types of music, all different types of popularity. Like you said, an age demographic that sort of goes, you know, back and forth, depending on who's showing up. Um, you know, so I, I think it's been a great, you know, sort of mix, you know, that Wait, we've so had I'll there. find some, here are some of my favorite moments. So okay. Chaim David is performing for us. Maybe it was even on a Saturday night because he was, I think he was. really wanted to do a Malava Malka. Right, and we're right. like, we're not open Saturday night. We didn't want to, but like, okay, fine. And all of a sudden in the middle of the concert, he just gets off the stage. Now we're still in Rosh Tzurim. So it's small. You can't oh, escape yes, anywhere. So like, maybe he really had to like go to the bathroom. I don't know. Maybe he needed a drink. I don't know. And he's just gone. And it's been like five, six, seven minutes. I'm looking at you. I'm like, where is that guy? And like 15 <laughs> minutes later, we find him sitting at a table yes. with people like just schmoozing. Just and we're like, uh, dude, like, can I go back? <laughs> Do you think you want to continue the show? And he's like, okay. <laughs> no, well, no, he said, I think he felt like people were ordering food and he was like, why don't we give everyone a little time to order some food? I'll sit here and schmooze with some friends of mine. And then when everyone's got their food, I'll go back up on stage. That's very nice of him to think that. But I was like, I don't know what's going on. No, no, I had no idea what's like going a on runaway, either. A total like, runaway in the middle. Yeah. Well, we've had that, we've had that sort of tension though, because on the one hand, you know, we want people to socialize and enjoy themselves and, you know, converse. But on the other hand, you know, it can be disturbing, you know. So you and I, we're not going to name names here, but you and I have had this discussion about certain people who perform. And when they perform, you're like, how come everybody's talking? Right. And then there are other people who perform and we think like, we're not setting it up right. Or maybe the room or the configuration. And then we'll have other people perform and it'll be like, Stone silent, right. nobody's saying a word. Right. It's People just the, mesmerized. Yeah, it's yeah. just the vibe that the band puts out there. Right. But for a while, true. you and I would like think about like, well, how can we fix this? And we realized 
it's on them. Like, it's nothing to do with us. Yeah. It's really the way that you present yourself and the way that you perform. Yeah, well, in the beginning, I mean, we had we were literally shushing people. And, and, <laughs> and it was, like, totally uncomfortable. Like That's know, why George like, won't like, come back. Because we're like, George, if you don't mind, you can just stop talking. Um, yes, it's totally true. But I would say, like... Once you move to a bigger venue, like once it became like you can fit a hundred people, right. then it became like, a, like it's the, just elevated on all levels. Like it felt like, oh, this is where people would go. Like I would say like Beer Bazaar, all these other places, a hundred people is a lot of people to hold. I sure don't think is. that like smaller clubs get that. So it felt like, first of all, a little bit too ambitious to do it. Uh, but then it felt great. Like it felt um, just amazing. No, I mean, when we sold out a show of a hundred people, the first time we did that, I don't, it? I'm just trying to remember who that was. Solomon Brothers, maybe? It might have been Solomon Brothers. Or it might have been Yonina. I'm not quite sure. Oh, do you think Yonina was... The, the, it might have been Yonina. Yonina was Yonina. great because Yonina also talk about people hitting a trend. Meaning right. they, like, exploded out of the yes. gate at a certain point. And we launched, and it was right after Shavuos, maybe. And we sold out 100 tickets in, I think it was, like, in 90 hours. Yes. Like, they were all gone. And yes. you're like, oh. Well, That's you remember right. though, we had contacted Yonina originally at the for the original location, and they oh. wouldn't play that location because we weren't able to sell enough tickets to really justify, you know, them coming. And they were, they were quite popular yeah. at this point in time. So then, once we moved into the new location, I recontacted them and said, "Listen, we're in a bigger place. You know, it can fit a hundred people." And, you know, here's what we think we can give you. And they were totally into it. Like, they wanted to come. They were into it. And also, they were lovely. Like, they happened to oh, have yeah, been. Phenomenal. They were very, very sweet. Um, I would say, across the board, I haven't had a negative experience. Like, I, I think, like, musicians maybe have the reputation of being, like, a little diva-y. And I don't think... <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you're, like, super, super famous. Oh, I feel like everybody can be a diva. Like, I maybe they so. have I delusions or something. You're right. That's true. But, delusions um, of grandeur. Yeah. But they were all, like, really nice people. And yeah. for me, the thing that I've enjoyed the most is that when it's all over and the band like sits down to eat, so very often it's like 11, 11, 30 at night, you're, their adrenaline is still going, our adrenaline is still going, and they just sit and eat. And you get to talk to them and you get to like, you know, who their kids are, you know, what right. their plans are, where they're going next. Right. And that to me is like this very intimate moment. Yeah. And that also makes it worthwhile for me. Like, yeah. Well, you spoke earlier about sort of the pre-show sort of ambiance yeah. and experience, but I agree with you. I, I mean, that post-show when you're just still, you know, just enjoying the moment and you realize what just happened, and especially if it was a great concert, and you realize, you know, there were some amazing moments during that concert, it's a great feeling. It's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah it's true. Look, I mean, also, you know, that we have this minion in, we started a minion here that you come to, and um, on Shabbat morning, and there's always, like, I have a nervous energy going to the mm -hmm. minion also, because, mm -hmm. you know, like, are we going to get enough people? Is it going to be too many people? Is the food going to be enough? Is it not going to be enough? How's Kiddush going to go? And so there's that same adrenaline that when it ends, I'm like... Yeah. 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 So um, I think it keeps me humble. <laughs> like it keeps me like, <laughs> there's always something to be nervous about. So that's very good for me. But um, I find that it's very similar because there's like an emotional health that comes to, from both of them. Like that tefillah for me, it overlooks this gorgeous, yep. Um, yep. it's like this gorgeous awesome. view of like these beautiful fields. So that's great for me. But it's that sense also, if you've ever been there when um, they're setting up and like it's sunset and the sunset's right outside the porch on a, mm. in Efrat and mm. it's just this gorgeous moment and you have this beautiful... You know this beautiful band, great music playing mm -hmm. with the with the view. That feels great to me. Yeah. So, what was your what were your like favorite shows that we had? Okay. So my favorite shows are the mm, look Laser Lloyd when he came. 
I was, like, astonished by how talented he yeah, was. Yeah. And he was also, like, a super chill dude. He yeah. seemed really, really nice. And the talent was just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Maybe He's world-class. He is world-class. Yeah, like, yeah. even, like, people who are, like, you know, tangentially connected to the baker, like, you had Laser Lloyd? I'm like... I did. That's another thing. You know the bands and you know who's popular and who's great and who's amazing. I'm clueless. So you'll say to me, I'm bringing these guys. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then they'll come <laughs> in and I'll be like, oh, you just finished, you know, you're performing around the, the, world. the world. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. welcome to Ephra. Yeah. <laughs> like, great to see you, buddy. Um, I thought that he was very talented. I liked Star. Yeah, they're I, cool. Oh, they're cool. I actually think that they have disbanded. Yeah, they yeah. have. Well, right, we learned that from that uh, night. Uh, Nuriel, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess because Nuriel, and look, they, they were all really wonderful. Meaning, Avi Gans to me is like a like a hometown boy performing. Right. That's awesome. And the yeah. crowd rides that because like they're so proud of homegrown. Shiloh Nation. Yeah, was the awesome. same. Like it was a lot of guys that people really connected to and felt like you felt very invested in the concert. You wanted it to go well, and it went well. Now I feel like I have to say something nice about everyone. Well, no, I mean, they were all great. I mean, they were, you know, in their in their own way, right? They were all special. Um, but yeah, for me also, like I, I connected, you know, to certain ones. Um, look, I've been a huge fan of the Solomon Brothers, you know, for years. So also- when they agreed to come, even I mean, just that was a big deal for me. And but they, I mean, they they put on. You know, just a phenomenal show. They I mean, always just... put on a phenomenal show, and they're super decent dudes. Right, like, they exactly. happen to just be people that I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see you coming to my house for a Shabbat meal. Like, you just right, happen to. Right, right, or, like, very often, I'll be now, like, on Instagram, I'll be, like, streaming parts of the show, and Solomon Brothers <coughs> will be watching and waving in. Like, they'll that be. That happened during Nuria. Yeah. And, and you showed me that, and I was like, oh, we've reached a whole new level now. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's so excited true. about that. It's yeah. true. Look, yeah. Portnoy Brothers, I assume they're going to come back. Yeah, I yeah, thought they that they were, were super talented. Yeah. Also, one or both of them live in Ephrat now, I think. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Look I think that. so. Oh, so now they're, like, local talent. They're local talent. Yeah, homegrown, yeah, yeah, homegrown. Oh, yeah. Um, and Nuriel also, I think because it's so, like, in my mind, like, it was so recent, but that to me was, like, a huge height. Like, it feels like you discovered something great. Like, that's, like, the indie band vibe that I would right, love. Like, exactly. someone that isn't well-known and that isn't, although maybe they are really well-known. Yeah, yeah, just we just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, they, to me, felt like you were catching them as, like, the beginning of something. Right. So that felt really good for right, me. Right, Those were right. some good ones for me. I will say, like, do you remember the time, like, the first Thursday night that we did a concert in the new place? So Thursday night in the bakery, in the factory, which is attached, is a huge night because it's, like, a million chala would have to go right. out. I have people right. working until, like, I don't know, 2 or 3 in the morning and then starting up again at 3 or 4 in the morning, so really almost all night. And um, at a certain point, we were playing with the lights, and we had turned off a, some switch that had shut everything down right. in the back of the house. Like, we had, like, right. ruined all of their chalas for, like, 15 minutes. We didn't know what we were doing. And then we sort of had to stop the concert, and I had to get up there like in the middle of this great concert be like uh sorry i just need to play with the lights for a minute <laughs> so now like our electric board have you seen it recently it has all of these oh, in, no. like asterisks and stars like turn this one off for concert never turn this one off this one can go off yeah so the whole logistics thing you know has been a fun experience uh you know sort of figuring that out getting it right where the band should be located how the table should be set up um, the lights, you the know, lights, for the sure, menu. the menu, yeah, oh, uh, whether or not the menu should be in Hebrew or in Eng- or just in English or the Hebrew The menu is always in just Hebrew right now. Yeah, now it is, which is like, yeah, that's an incredible turnaround, because in the beginning it was just in English. Look, the concerts at the time were only Anglo people listening yeah. to only Anglo musicians, Yes, and it felt like we can do better than that, like yeah. we can reach more than that, we should be better than that, um, but um, yeah. 
And so at a certain point, there was this turning point of like, it's going to be in Hebrew. And if you need somebody to translate, that's totally fine. But like, okay, we can do it like this. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that was, that was important to me. I mean, that really was. I think that was a big deal and, um, and, and, and a very positive sort of transition for the whole concert series. And, and speaking of the concert series, I mean, Remember, the original name of it was the Summer Concert Series. Summer Music Series. Or, me, sorry, Summer Music because Series. Because, I, I mean, I literally think the Today Show calls it the Summer Music Series. So, it literally just stole it. So, that's where it. it came from. In my head, it was always like, oh, we're doing a Summer Music Series in December. Or our Summer Music Series is now in March. Right. So, that was the thing. So, after Summer was over, I was like, huh. Are they, <laughs> <laughs> like, they going to want to continue with this? And, you know, so I didn't even bring it up. I didn't mention the whole, it's not summer anymore, you know, it's like, true. it's the Chagim, and then I was just like, all right, I'm not going to say anything, and we're going to try to keep this going, and, but, I mean, you know, it's been fantastic. It's so. been great. Who are your go-tos? Like, if you could put anybody, meaning, you're the one that finds the talent, even if talent calls me, I don't know if they are talented, I push everybody over to you, who would you want to bring to the bakery next? I have my person. Who's yours? Wow. Oh, wow. That was an unexpected Really? Question. A twist? Yes. Yeah, that was a twist. Well, so first of all, I got many of the names from Ruben Beiser, who's the owner of Mike's Place in Jerusalem. Oh, I didn't know which that. Which is a live music venue. You know, they do great yeah. music over there and stuff like that. And so Ruben and I, you know, were texting back and forth on Facebook or messaging back and forth on Facebook. And um, he gave me a lot of the names. Who would I go to next? Who would I ideally like to have? I don't know. What was what was your My go to is gonna yeah. be Rami Kleinstein. Uh, now I know that yeah. meaning uh, yeah, look, sorry. we're a very small bakery. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't know we were <laughs> I'm shooting like, for the stars. Yes, shoot for the literal stars. <laughs> meaning yes, my go to would be Rami Kleinstein. Yeah. And I also feel like he maybe would do it because he has this great thing about him where he does do small venues. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so I once saw him, I think it was my thirtieth birthday, he played the Jerusalem Theater, but he didn't play in the theater, he played in the foyer. Okay. So you're just like, he's just there. The He schmoozed with everyone. He was like Chaim David walking through the yeah. tables, just yeah. hanging out with people. Yeah. Um, and so there is this part of me that feels like, and he's part of my Aliyah experience. Like right. he was the musician that we knew. He was, I've gone to tons of his concerts. Like he was the guy that like sort of introduced us into Israeli culture and Israeli music. Um, I would love him. Okay. So in my deep, darkest fantasies. So yeah. now I'm sharing. Go. Okay. And like, literally I had a dream about this. It turns out. My cousin, or my mom's first cousin. This is part of your dream, or this is a true fact no, that no, you're saying? What I'm telling you right now is a true fact. Okay, no. Now it's going to play into the dream. Okay. My, my mom's first cousin is Billy Joel's manager. Sure. Okay? And so in my deepest, darkest fantasy, and this was a true dream that I had, he was sitting there on a piano by himself in, you know, the cafe bakery, you know, playing for us. Let's be honest. If Billy Joel would come, we wouldn't sell tickets. The four of us, Dave would even have fun. We were the four <laughs> of us, me, you, Rocky, and Dave. We would sit there, we would drink that bourbon, and yes. Billy Joel would play for us as the sun was setting. I'm sorry, all listeners, you are not invited. <laughs> Meaning, if we get Billy Joel, you're out. You're dead to us, everybody. Um, yeah, that would be all right. Yeah, that would be that no would be shame right. in that. No, I, I don't, I mean, locally, I, I don't have, I mean, I just... You know, anytime anyone mentions an interesting band for me, I have a list on my computer. I write them down, and and you know, I I say, all right, you know, I it's mostly through Facebook. I mean, that's the easiest way of connecting with people these days. And so I'll reach out to them over Facebook and hope that they answer. I hope that they reply. Do most people reply? Yeah, most people do reply. Um, there's one band I won't name them, but that I was trying to get to, and I couldn't get past their manager. 
No, take it back. I actually eventually did get to one of the musicians, and they said that they were interested in playing, but the band, but the manager said that they it was too small of a venue. And they really? Play. Yeah, and so, but I'm not gonna mention the name because I'm still working on it. You so. could get them. Yeah. Meaning, our next concert is actually local talent again. It's yep. Shlomo Abramson. Yeah. And um, oh, I'm gonna put that link also in the show notes because we had been back and forth with him, and we were planning on having him, and we hadn't set a date. And this is the beauty of Facebook. He has started posting songs that he sings actually with his daughter. Oh, cool. And he played. Um, Shallow, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, that oh, yeah, song. Sure, it was like an exceptional song with him and his daughter. And I watched it and I literally picked up my phone and called him and like, here's the date. Wow, cool. Um, awesome. And so his, Shlomo Emerson, we're super excited. I think it's March 14th if we don't change it up because yeah. of the Jerusalem Marathon. Yeah. Um, and then we have Tamar Nitanaller hopefully coming back yeah. to us. We have... Uh, Portnoy Brothers want to come again. Yeah, yeah. Laser Lloyd wants to come again, this oh, time with does? his full band. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's yeah. super exciting yeah. for me. So really, it feels like it's moving forward. Yeah, and no it question. also feels like the repeats are also nice. It means that we're a nice place to go to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no. so, I mean, thank you for doing this for hey, us. This we was loved awesome. it. Yeah, Meaning, yeah. thank you for the podcast on a Saturday night. But also, thank you for, um, for, for pushing it forward, because it's one of those things that's a bonus for us. Like, Dave and I can't get literally out of the weeds some of the time. Um, and so to be able to, like, step out of what we're in in the moment to and to like have music added it's fantastic uh, you guys are awesome and and i'm so thankful that you guys have uh allowed me to partner with you on this amazing adventure it's great. yeah it's awesome it's great yeah okay everybody right. thank you Shavuotov. i don't know when we're going live it might be on a tuesday happy <laughs> tuesday or whatever day it is thank you all for listening as always itunes spotify wherever you can leave a little review that's really helpful for us uh if you know a great band if you are a great band if you're rami kleinstein or billy joel <laughs> just drop us a note we'll be so happy to book you thanks everybody thanks jeremy bye bye